Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. I'm Stefan James. Founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com, internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life, from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome and let's begin. Hey everyone, this is Stefan and Tatiana. Happy Valentine's week. We hope you guys are doing amazing. We've had a tradition here on Project Life Mastery for the last few years where every year on Valentine's week, we've done some relationship videos. And so we wanna keep that tradition alive and talk relationships. We wanna share with you certain principles and distinctions and lessons that we've learned that have helped us create an amazing relationship. And we're not sure where you guys are at right now as you watch this video. If you're in a relationship, amazing. Hopefully you're having an amazing Valentine's Day and celebrating each other's love and passion that you have for one another. And maybe what we share with you can help you take your relationship to that next level. And if you're single right now, that's okay too. Maybe what we share with you here today can really inspire you to create an amazing relationship and help you lay that foundation um, that can really allow you to create a passionate love affair with the right man or woman into your life. Definitely. And, you know, both of us, we talk a lot about business on our channels. um, And, you know, success is great and earning more money is great. But... 
nothing is more fulfilling than an amazing relationship. And to have the gift of having someone that you love unconditionally in your life, someone that can celebrate the successes and, um, you know, be there for you during the failures or the hardships. It's just, it's, that's what life is about. You know, we are creatures of being. We want to be with one another. We want to connect. We want to share. Um, and, you know, sometimes when you are so focused on achievement, it can be a lonely path. You know, sometimes it can lead to isolation and you kind of close yourself off and you don't open yourself to the relationships that you could experience in life. And so I'm so blessed to have Stefan in my life. You know, he's my priority and I, I have to make a relationship a priority because it's so easy, especially for those of you entrepreneurs, you know, to get caught up in, in other things, you know, being distracted by all of the other urgencies in life. You know, all these other things that are calling our attention, you know, whether it's work, whether it's the kids, whether it's who knows what. It's being pulled in so many different directions. And oftentimes the relationship, there's just not as much urgency there. You know, it's like you're together, you're good, you know you love each other, but it's not urgent enough where you're going to put your focus and attention to making it the best it can be. And that's a very dangerous place to be because that leads to complacency, that leads to unsatisfaction, not really being fulfilled. And so we both make our relationship a priority. We have the intention to make a relationship a priority um, because that's the only way that we can work on it every single day. Every single day, you know, we are working on a relationship because there are challenges, you know, it's not like it's perfect. Nobody's perfect. There are hiccups along the way. But with the growth that we do, we grow together, and that's how we are able to continue to be in love and have passion and all of that good stuff. Yeah, just like with any area of life, guys, if you're not growing, you're dying. And the same is said for a relationship. A relationship always has to be growing. And most often when you first meet your partner and you're attracted to each other and there's passion, there's aliveness, you wanna be with that person all the time, that's dopamine, that's a neurotransmitter that is firing off of the anticipation and that possibility and that fantasy of being with that person. But just like with anything that's brand new, at the beginning it's exciting, but inevitably that dopamine wears off. It's just like getting a new outfit, getting a new car, getting a new house, getting a new dog, or whatever it might be. At the beginning it's exciting, but when the dopamine wears off, that honeymoon phase, most often that's where a lot of relationships end and they struggle mm -hmm. um, because they haven't gone deeper in that relationship. They're still staying at the surface and they're not going to the depths of it. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that your intimate relationship, your partner, is your best spiritual teacher because there's nowhere else in your life that's gonna bring up the most fear and deep insecurity. And all of these things will come to the surface that are actually opportunities for us to grow, to be more loving and be you know, less selfish, to find ways to meet your partner's needs, to find ways to forgive and let go and evolve and grow with your partner to make it as great as it can be. And so I believe that this is the greatest spiritual journey right here when you're with someone that you open to and you're vulnerable with and you learn to accept and love every part of the person that you're with. You learn to accept and love their light side and their dark side, you know, the beauty, the, the inside, the out, their flaws, their insecurities, the neediness, is. all of that. And you fully accept that person. And I think when you do, 
it enhances your life. It provides such a level of depth that nothing else can compare. No amount of money, no amount of success, no amount of you know, a fit body or anything that we try to achieve is going to give you that same high, that same level of, of depth and richness and aliveness than right here in a relationship. So it's something that we have to prioritize. It's something that we have to put focus into. Um, yeah. And the moment you stop doing that, it's going to go down. It's going to die. It's going to suffer. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to what I said, if it's not growing, it's dying. And there are certain rituals and habits. There's a saying that goes that if you always did what you did at the beginning of the relationship, mm-hmm. there'll never be an end. Mm-hmm. But it's so easy to take that person for granted, to be complacent, especially once you've been for someone for a long time. And it's that standard you've got to set for yourself. You're always growing. You're growing and improving yourselves, right? Because mm-hmm. the more that I grow... And the more that Tatiana grows, the relationship grows. But if you have two people and one person's growing, the other person isn't, then you grow apart. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about alignment and making sure that you're aligned and moving in that same direction. And vice versa, if both people aren't growing, then the relationship is going to start dying. Mm -hmm. And I believe the first step is focusing on you, you being at your best the more happy that you are and also for your partner, then you have a happy relationship. You got two happy people, a happy relationship. If you have two people that are stressed out all the time and anxious and sad and depressed and angry and fighting, then you're gonna have that kind of relationship. Or even too, so. one person, right? Like, yeah. you, have you ever had this in your relationship where you're in a great mood, something happened, you're just feeling great that day, and you walk into the room and your partner's just like sour, bitter, unhappy, and they kind of bring you down. And yes, you can do a level of self-development where that doesn't affect you, but uh, when you're in an intimate relationship on some level, it, it can sure. affect you. And so to really have that awareness of like putting yourself in a great state, and if your partner does the same like your relationships can naturally just be so much better because you're both in great states and also going back to what you were saying before about the dopamine that was actually something that was very powerful powerful for me to to understand and to learn about is how you know when anything is new that anticipation of something it creates this dopamine rush and I always wondered about you know you know, people who cheat and, you know, some experiences like that. And I'm not going to go into the politics of that and right and wrong. But I, you know, I remember hearing about how Marilyn Monroe, one of the most beautiful women in the world, she was cheated on by one of her ex-husbands. And um, I just thought, how? Like, she's just so gorgeous. And, you know, everyone wants to be her. Everyone wants to be with her. You know, how does that happen? And it just goes to show that you could be the most attractive woman in the world. That's not going to stop that from happening. Not that it would happen. Not that it's right. Um, But the fact of the matter is that it's that dopamine rush. So when you're first with something, it's exciting. But then the law of familiarity kicks in where that person is no longer new and so it dissolves that initial phase of excitement and that's where you have to actively work on the relationship together yeah you want to suck here got some hair in your face oh. <laughs> okay <laughs> um very very true and the first thing i want to maybe share we can talk about um i think that every relationship has to have is a great vision and values that are in alignment. You have to be in alignment with your partner with the vision and values. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think most often relationships, they kind of suffer because at the beginning you have a vision, you want to be with that person, right? You have that vision, that fantasy of the dopamine, you want to be with that person. And then maybe after that, you want to get married to them. And then maybe the vision after that is to start a family. 
but most often people, they lose a vision. They kind of, they don't recreate a new vision that is exciting and compelling, a compelling future mm -hmm. that makes today valuable that you can grow and step into. And you have to make sure you're on the same page with that. In fact, when we first started dating, our very first date was in oh, Vancouver, yeah. <laughs> summertime of, uh, you know, in, in Vancouver, Canada. We're at English Bay, the beach, and we're sitting on a log and we're talking about the vision for our lives. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's just always an important subject that I like to bring up. And, and it uh, was one of the things that really attracted to me to Stefan in the beginning because he was asking me such deep questions that you just don't expect on the first date, the first time we met each other. And I was just taken aback by how he was interested in knowing what the vision for my life is. Yeah, and we, when we discussed that, we both had a similar vision. We both knew that a relationship could be a possibility because we both wanted the same things in life. We're both going in that same direction. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, a lot of relationships, I think sometimes if there's a lack of alignment on that, then there could be a lot of conflicts. Mm -hmm. you know, for example, if Tatiana wanted to have kids and start a family, but I didn't, that's gonna be a conflict. You can have passion and excitement to be attracted to the person and it can maybe last maybe a, a year or a few years, mm -hmm. but inevitably it's gonna have conflicts and challenges that arise because she's gonna wanna move towards that vision and then I'm mm -hmm. moving towards this vision mm -hmm. and then that's how you grow apart. You know, or even just the vision and the value of spirituality, you know, of her wanting to maybe grow deeper with God and we're both Christians and we both share that, but if I wasn't and she was, then that would be a conflict. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very much into self-development, growing and evolving and traveling and all, all that sort of stuff and I wanna live a certain lifestyle. Mm -hmm. If she didn't want to have that, that'd be a conflict. Or even an example of having an online business. You know, when we first met, I had an online business and I had a lot of freedom in my life and Tatiana was still working at a job and going to school. And there's nothing wrong with that, but we knew that there could be a conflict there where I have this freedom that I've earned this level of success and I want to travel and explore the world, but she's not able to because she's got her nine to five job and that would create a bit of a conflict. And so... Yeah. And it's not that at that time my vision was to have an online business. I didn't care for it. I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> but I was open-minded. And sometimes you do have to compromise in a relationship. When you truly love someone, sometimes there are some compromises. But you cannot compromise on the values that are so dear to yeah. your heart, the big values, the, the major ones. things. Because if you're compromising now, if I say, oh, yeah, I don't want kids, and, you know, I'm just saying that now because I want to keep him, Five years from now, that's going to be a major problem. Yeah. So you can't compromise on the things that are true to you, the values that you want to honor, the values that are the most important to you. Don't compromise on that. And that's why it's important to get clarity in the beginning on what each other's values are so you can see if you're in alignment. But that's not to say that you're going to share the same values for everything, of course. It's just the big ones, the major ones. You know, mm -hmm. a few that you talked about, you know, family, uh, you know, maybe religion, yeah. you know, all of those big ones that tend to, you know, as the years go on, kind of create conflict as you grow apart. Yep, absolutely. So really getting clear on that. And that's, that's really the dating process. I mean, those are the things that you're supposed to discover with someone. Nobody teaches us this stuff, right? But those are the things you're supposed to discover when you're dating the person to get to know them and to see and determine whether or not you're actually in alignment because the values, the alignment of that is what makes a relationship last long term, yes. right? Um, a relationship that's just based on attraction or just looks or something superficial even though it could be exciting and passionate at the beginning again when that wears off when it inevitably will and you can always recreate it 
but there will be conflicts long term if there is a, a dis, an, an inalignment of those values. Yes. So I'd say one of the most important things you can do in your relationship, number one, is, is actually write out a vision. You know, we've actually, one of the, when we first started dating, that's what, one of the things that we did is we had this relationship journal that we started. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, on the first page of that, let's create a vision for this relationship, mm-hmm. something that'd be exciting for us to step into. What kind of power coupled, you know, could we create for ourselves and the dynamic of that and the level of passion that we wanted and mm-hmm. love and the things we do together and share and the travels and the experiences. And we got very clear on that. And that's very exciting. Just kind of doing that together with your partner could be a lot of fun and it can reignite something, just the act of that. Mm-hmm. And then we even set goals. We set goals for our relationship that we've actually achieved a lot of them. And when you achieve yeah. them, you got to set some new ones as well. And listen, this is so important, guys. You know, we talk about in business, setting goals for your business. If you set a goal and you actually write it down and you look at that daily and you read it and you embody it, you are far more likely to achieve that goal than if it's just like an arbitrary goal that you once thought of once upon a time, you know? So the same thing in a relationship. When you write down your vision, when you write down your goals, that in doing that, the act of writing it down, the act of sitting together and having that experience, you now get clarity. And without clarity, like how can you achieve anything? You know, an architect needs to be able to envision the building, needs to draw it out, needs to have the vision for it before it can actually manifest and become a physical building, a physical structure. So it's really, really important. And sometimes it's something that, you know, couples overlook. It's like, oh, whatever. It's not a big deal, but it's it's very important. Again, it's treating your relationship, making it a priority and and setting these as standards from the start to build that foundation. These are Mm -hmm. things that you know, I think a lot of people wish they knew and did at the beginning of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also just our vision changes through the sure, year, yeah. right? It's not stagnant. So the vision that we had, you know, five years ago um, is different than the vision that we have for our lives today. You know, five years ago, we weren't really thinking about starting a family that was kind of mm-hmm. kind of far off in the distance. Today, that's something that we're really looking forward to. And we have a clear vision for what we want with that. And so it's good to kind of go back and make sure that you're still in alignment and you're still sharing the same vision. Yeah, and then also in terms of the values, asking your partner what's important to you in a relationship. You know, what's important to you? And and each of you reflecting on that, you Mm -hmm. know, is it self-development? Is it, it, um, you know, traveling together? Is it spirituality? Is it God? Is it, um, you know, being able to, uh, you know, start a family with that person? Getting clear on that, the hierarchy of values, and making sure that you match that up, making sure that you're in alignment with the same things that are important for me are also important for her, and you have a discussion around that. I think that's also a really important thing to get clarity on, to really understand your partner, their values, what's important to them, what's important for you, and what's important for that relationship. So the vision, the values, making sure you're in alignment with that is really key. Another thing I want to talk about is love and passion. I think those are two important ingredients in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And there's a distinction between the two. Love, I look at love as when you fully accept the person that you're with. You fully accept them for who they are. You're not judging them. You're not making them right or wrong. You're not making, you know, this good or bad. You're not trying to change them. You fully accept them for who they are, their light side and their dark side their beauty and you know how they look on the outside and the inside every part of them their flaws their insecurities their neediness when you can really truly love someone on that level then you give them the space for them to truly be who they are they're not trying to be something else they're not trying to be 
something that they're not to try to play this game to try to impress you and try to keep you and all of that dissipates when you just truly love this person for their heart and their soul and 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 not judging again anything there's nothing wrong that Tatiana could do that would ever make me stop loving her un, you know unconditionally and that opens up a sense of vulnerability yeah. that you can have in your relationship there's no walls there's no way you're not trying to protect yourself from being hurt because the only way the only reason why you would do that if you don't fully trust your partner you don't fully trust them and you're fearful they're going to hurt you and when you have walls in the relationship you're not going to really experience a deep sense of love you have to remove the walls you have to let go of pain and trauma and suffering and things from the past stories that we you know got caught up in from things that prevent us from really opening our hearts mm-hmm. so the more you can open your heart the more you can trust your partner even though yes it can be scary i get that especially if you've been hurt in the past but the past does not equal the future yeah. oftentimes when we get hurt you know we've all had our heart broken before um you know you put up a wall and the wall it keeps out the bad guys but it also keeps out the good guys and you live in your own prison right you're you're in your own prison you don't never really get experience true love you settle for connection and true love comes when you put aside the wall you break down the walls you're totally vulnerable to this person mm-hmm. that's where i think real love can really enter into a relationship that's that's one of the biggest spiritual teachers that we were just talking about you know that that's one of them is loving this person unconditionally and i know some of you are watching thinking you can't love your partner unconditionally you can only love your kids unconditionally and i would argue that no that i think you can love your partner unconditionally you have to choose to do that mm-hmm. and that's why it's a spiritual teacher it, it's it doesn't come easy for most people you know there are little things that you know we have little things that oh you know putting the laundry in the laundry basket or these little things that we have we create stories about and meanings and we you know it, it by creating these stories um about our partner it prevents us from 100% fully loving them and being able to experience that love we actually hurt ourselves by doing that because now we're not allowing for that love to be 100% where it could be in the relationship because we create these meanings and these stories about that person so it's it's absolutely you know it can be a challenge but it's something that you can you know take on as your own challenge and say you know what i'm going to take it one day at a time and i'm going to choose today i'm going to be absolutely unconditionally loving i'm going to just accept this person the way they are i'm not going to try and change them i'm going to accept them the way they are mm-hmm. and that's that's i know can i know with i know because in my um i'll tell you guys in my family my mom and my dad like they did not get along very well they were together for 20 years probably should have split up you know on year 3 and um they just did not accept each other and every single day there was fighting and it was about this and that and a million other things um and they just they wouldn't accept one another and it caused so much tension and led to animosity between the two and they became like they just there was no more love and it's so sad and it's like if they had just first of all had the values in alignment in the beginning then they would have known you know hey we're probably not a great match but furthermore just making sure that they are able to just fully accept one another would make a huge exactly. difference and you know most fights and arguments and conflicts in relationship are based on ego um ego when i'm right you're wrong no one's right and wrong i mean there's only there's no absolute truth maybe just a possibility of it 
But when you're trying to make someone wrong and you're judging, that's just going to create a conflict. Mm-hmm. There's a saying that goes, would you rather be right or would you rather be in love? Yeah. So letting go of the ego of trying to be right and just deciding to be in love, mm-hmm. learning to forgive your partner because you will hurt each other. Yeah. You will. You will say stupid things. You'll do stupid things. You'll make a comment. You'll be angry. You'll react selfishly. We all do at different times when we're at our lower selves. That's, that's human nature. But we have to learn, and this is where the spiritual growth is in a relationship, in spite of all of that, to not hold resentments mm-hmm. and anger and stories towards your partner. Because being angry, who does that affect? That affects you. Yeah. Right? You think having... you're punishing him, but you're punishing yourself because you're punishing your relationship. Exactly. Yeah. You know, resentment is like drinking poison, expecting the other person to die. It doesn't serve you, doesn't serve the relationship. So learning how to let go and surrender. Michael Singer, you know, he wrote the surrender experiment. Highly recommend his work. Mm-hmm. And, and this is, again, the spiritual practice that comes in because you have to evolve spiritually and consciously. If you don't, mm-hmm. the relationship suffers from that. So, you know, understanding that, that, that that's kind of what I look at as true love is just is, is removing these own barriers. Because most often in a relationship, whenever something happens and I react or she reacts, I never blame Tatiana for that. I never do. I always look at myself first. I always look at, okay, why did I react to that? Why did I get angry or upset or feel this way? And most often it had nothing to do with her. She might have said something or done something, but it triggered something within me that is a wound, that is something that I haven't yet healed and resolved, that I look at as an opportunity to grow and improve and heal within myself, rather than blaming her and getting mad and upset at her. Because, you know, as a saying, you know, Course of Miracles says, in communication, there's only two types of responses, a loving response or a cry for help. So most often, your anger, resentment, you reacting to someone is a cry for help. Mm-hmm. It means that there's something within yourself that a level of suffering that you haven't completed. It could be also from your past, your childhood. A lot of us have unresolved challenges with our parents because our mom and our dad are the first man and first woman that we ever loved, and they both hurt us as well, right? Our, our mom and dad had times when they yelled at us, got mad at us, ignored us, and that created a lot of fear and insecurity and not being enough. And then you show up, you bring that with you into your relationship, and those are things you have to heal and get complete with as mm-hmm. well. So there's so much there when it comes to love, but mm-hmm. it, stepping into unconditional love is the answer. Love conquers all. Um, always choosing love, forgiving, surrendering to your partner, is loving them no matter what. If you can step into that and be that, you can have a truly remarkable relationship. Yeah, and we're, and we're never going to be perfect with no. it. There's no such thing. But it's striving to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's waking up in the morning and actually, as we said in the beginning, is setting that intention that I'm going to make my relationship a priority. So when I wake up in the morning, I think of, okay, what could I do to be a light today in Stefan's life? What could I do to you know, do something nice for him, to bring him joy? love, peace, you know, whatever it is, serve him in any way I can. And it's, so when you have that intention, just imagine the beauty and the magic that you can create in this person's life. And trust me, when you decide that you're going to go first and you're going to take responsibility in this relationship, eventually your partner is going to notice that. They're going to notice a shift. They're going to notice a change and they're going to be curious as to what is going on. And they're going to 
reciprocity is going to happen. <laughs> they're going to reciprocate that act. And so they're going to want to give to you. You're going to want to give to them. And then you start giving and giving and giving. And yeah. that's such a beautiful thing where you just want to give. You want to do everything you can to fill that person up. You know, so whether it's like, oh, okay, uh, let me give him a cup of coffee or let me, uh, you know, whatever it is, you know, do something nice. It's just so sweet. And it's all in the small things in life. It doesn't have to be these big, elaborate um, expressions yeah. of love. It can be the small things. So, so never withhold love. The moment you do, you're punishing the relationship yeah. and you're punishing yourself. Yeah, most of all yourself. Exactly, yeah. So the, the other thing, too, is, is um, passion, attraction. I think that's another important piece. And I look at that as differently as love because mm -hmm. a lot of relationships, they have a sense of love, but they lose the chemistry. They lose, lose that aliveness and that spark and that attraction that they once had. And attraction and passion can be reignited. And I think the most important distinction of this is David Data's work of masculine and feminine energy. Mm -hmm. So we all have masculine and feminine energy within us. Um, we all have a certain nature though. So typically for a lot of men, their nature is the masculine. For a lot of women, their nature is femininity. However, there are some women that their nature is masculine and there are some men their nature is feminine. No right or wrong. We both have both inside of us but it's learning what your nature is and what creates attraction and passion in a relationship is polarity, um, a masculine and a feminine energy working together. Mm -hmm. If we're both in our masculine energies, mm -hmm. there's not going to be any attraction. And if we're both in our feminine energies, there'll also not be any attraction. Just be because like we're good friends. You know, we're friends being exactly. silly, hanging out, goofing off, but we're not gonna be passionate, intimate lovers. It's that polarity, it's the two sides of a magnet, opposites exactly. attract. And so that applies to, you know, everyone. It's you know, it's a masculine and a feminine energy to, no matter what your sex is. And so it's really important to have that distinction, I think, especially for, you know, the ladies who are watching. This was very important important for me to you know that's where the self-development plays in you know this is it's self-development just does so much for me in my life and my relationships and my business and having this awareness of the masculine and feminine energies has made a huge impact in my relationship because as an entrepreneur as a woman in business I really bring out my masculine energy quite often and you know it serves me. My masculine energy is amazing. I use it. I love it. Um, and so is my feminine energy. And it's realizing that both are equal. There's not one that's greater than the other. Um, you know, your, your feminine energy has power just as much as your masculine energy. But oftentimes, especially in North America, um, you know, the masculine energy is really rewarded in, in business. In um, you know, the masculine energy as, is seen as powerful and sometimes that feminine energy is seen as weak. And so unfortunately, a lot of us women who are in business, you know, we're trying to turn on that masculine energy and, you know, so that we can be respected in the marketplace, so that we can be respected by our peers, by um, our bosses. And sometimes we, we, without having that awareness of the masculine feminine energies, that masculine energy stays on. And so then we continue to be in that masculine energy even when the workday is done, even when we're at home. And then all of a sudden we're, we're seeing that, you know, we're not having as much attraction and intimacy 
intimacy with our partner, and that's because we're both in our masculine or maybe both in our feminine, you know, there's no polarity. And so having that awareness is important, knowing when to turn on that masculine energy, when to turn on that feminine energy, knowing when you're in what, and how to kind of manipulate them to work to your advantage. So for me, it's been really powerful to learn, you know, yeah, I use my, I, I use my both energies throughout the day. I exchange between the two of them. But, you know, when I'm wanting to have, you know, a passionate, intimate time with my partner, I really got to be in my feminine as long as he's in his masculine. And maybe we might reverse roles sometimes where I might be in my masculine, he might be in his feminine. But for the most part, it has to work that way. And so then I can consciously go and, you know, turn that switch on, you know, whether it's, you know, going and dancing or singing or, you know, do what you got to do to be in your feminine. Um, It is beautiful. And when that feminine energy, when you're truly in your feminine energy, you'll be so attractive to the masculine energy. The masculine energy will be so drawn to you, they can't even help it. It's like that magnet, right? They're like, whoa, this is this energy. She's radiant. She's glowing. And that's very attractive to the opposite energy. And so that's what I do, you know, in our relationship. And he does the same. And most often when someone's hurt, when a woman's hurt, they become more masculine Mm -hmm. as a way to protect themselves. And so having this as awareness is really important because if you're a woman, but you have a masculine mask that you're wearing, you're a feminine woman by nature, and you have a masculine mask that you're wearing, and you're wondering why you're not able to attract a man or create that passion, that excitement in your relationship, and why you're just friends, that's an important thing. And the same thing goes for a man. If you're a masculine man, but you're wearing a feminine mask, mm-hmm. you've been feminized, and you're just trying to please, and you know your woman's not going to respect you. She's not going to be attracted to that. And... If, you know, that also might mean the woman might have to step into the masculine, yeah. right, to take charge in the relationship because you aren't as the, ma- as the man, um, you know, in the relationship. And by the way, there's no, like I said, it depends. There are some women, their nature is masculine. And there are some men, their nature is feminine and vice versa. And also for homosexual couples as well, you know, both same-sex relationships, there's going to also be one that's more masculine and one that's more feminine in nature. So... I think another important piece on this is um, like masculine energy, the traits of that is focused, most often achievements, setting goals, planning. It's very grounded and structured. Um, It's very logical typically Mm -hmm. versus the feminine is more flowing and sensual and uh, free spirited and playfulness. No, it's just a, you know, dancing, singing. It's really feeling movement and body and artistic. Exactly. It's nature. When you look in nature and you look at the trees and the ocean and the rivers, like that is the feminine energy. You see how there's not that much structure. It's free flowing. You know, even as we record this video today, Stefan's like, okay, what should we talk about? I'm like, I don't want to talk about what we're going to talk about. We're going to wing it. That's my feminine energy coming out, right? He's in his masculine. I'm in my feminine. Yeah. Trying to control things and plan things. That's more of a masculine energy and so understanding that and knowing how to step into and cultivate the masculine the masculine can be cultivated through competition sports working out achievement business focus you know trying to plan things and become successful that's typically more of the masculine energy you can bring out being around other men will Mm -hmm. also bring out that masculine energy Mm -hmm. the femininity is being around other women and dancing and singing and playing it it might even be you know it depends. Every woman's different. Everyone, every woman will have a different way of feeling her feminine, 
her feminine energy. And so for me, it is like doing my hair and my nails and my makeup and dressing up and wearing high heels. It's very girly girly, but that might not be what it is for you. That's just how I express my feminine energy and how I like to tap into that. And so you really have to go on a journey of self-discovery to figure out what that is for you because it might just be sitting and opening up a book and just like falling into the story and just you know being able to immerse yourself in that. That might help you fall into your feminine. And it's different for everyone. The same thing with the masculine. And if you're, if you want to help support your partner to be more in their energy. So, for example, if Stevan wants to support me to tap more into my feminine energy, all he has to do is be in his masculine energy. You know, if he has a <coughs> strong masculine energy, naturally, I'm going to fall into. I'm going to relax and ease into my feminine energy. Versus, if he's more in his feminine energy, I might do the opposite. I might be more in my masculine energy. Yeah, and you know, even when it comes to masculine and fem feminine, there's dark masculine and dark feminine, and there's light masculine and light feminine. Mm -hmm. So light masculine is more a man who's honorable, who is in high integrity, that does what's right, and that's important, right? That's very noble, it's an important, attractive thing, but also understanding there's a dark masculine that can also bring out some excitement and passion in the relationship as well. That's maybe more the bad boy, right? And, and you know, claiming your woman and, you know, taking charge, <laughs> right? And, and kind of, you know, that kind of energy can also be attractive when it comes to passion. And the same thing for the feminine. Light feminine is the good girl. The dark feminine is more the bad girl, the one that could be a little bit maybe slutty or exotic. And that's why having both is important because there's some relationships where they're only getting the light energy, but they're not getting the dark one. And that's why men, for example, they watch pornography or go to strip clubs. It's often a dark energy that they're getting from that, that they're aroused by. And the same thing for women that too. That they're so. not getting in their relationship. Exactly. And that's where it comes into not making it right or wrong. And that's where a lot of couples will struggle because we'll have, you know, values where they're misaligned or morals or, you know, we feel like, oh, that is wrong and shameful of you to, to be like that, to have those desires, to have those thoughts. And um, when you are shaming your partner, they're not going to open themselves up to expressing what it is they want or how they feel. And so they close themselves off. And then that becomes a place of emptiness where you don't communicate. And, you know, if you can't communicate in a relationship, things are going to, it's going to be tough. You, you yeah. A relationship, you need to be able to communicate effectively. And so it's not making it wrong. And so it's really being open and to saying, okay, let, I want to meet this person's needs. Needs. You know, I want to be both my light feminine energy, I want to be my dark feminine energy, and I have different ways of expressing that. You know, I like to go and take, you know, like pole dance classes, and it's not like I'm a stripper, it's like I actually like to go and try something new and like be in that sexy side, that dark energy, and it brings up a different side of me that I get to enjoy first and foremost, and Stefan gets to benefit from as well. Yeah, so I mean, there's so much we can discuss about relationships, but I think those three pieces are so important. Making sure the alignment is there because again, that's what's gonna make it last long term. The love has to be there as a foundation and going deeper with that. And then also the attraction and the passion, and that can be created, guys, it really can. That distinction of what we just gave you guys, masculine and feminine, um, if you're finding yourself depolarized, like kind of like a magnet where the positive charges and the negative charges are kind of together too long, if a magnet's together too long, it loses its magnetism. Mm. 
So even another distinction is actually having time apart mm-hmm. in, in relationships. That was one challenge that we had because um, last year we traveled to 18 countries and we're both work from home, right? So we're working and around each other 24-7 in the same room, right? And that's not a normal circumstance for most relationships because most relationships, you go to work, you know, one person might stay home or both people might go to work and you're kind of apart and then you meet each other again. And for us, it was a challenge because we love each other so much and we love, we do so much together. We're so similar and alike, um, but it would depolarize the relationship being around each other 24-7. So learning how to have some space apart from each other is valuable. Learning to have friends and and relationships outside your relationship, Mm -hmm. learning how to do things separate, even though it's comfortable to be around each other all the time, Mm -hmm. it's not healthy for the relationship and that attraction long-term. So having Mm -hmm. that space is really important uh, as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So important. I mean, we just have such a level of comfort together. Like I could spend every single day with Stefan and we just love being around each other. We get along so well, but we realize that that's not the healthiest thing for our relationship. So distance, you know, sometimes it's true. It does make the heart grow fonder. And it's important that if you are spending too much time with someone that you can have some time apart and just not making that a wrong thing. That doesn't mean anything bad. Even if you decide, okay, you know, once a week I'm going to sleep in a different bed. You know, there, it's like, don't make that something wrong. You know, there's no right and there's no wrong. It's whatever works for you in your relationship. You know what you need in your relationship. Yeah, it's not buying into society's yeah. belief systems around it because if you do, most of society in North America, one in two marriages end in divorce, mm. right? So if you're basing it on what everyone else in society is telling you, then you're setting yourself up to fail. And there are relationships out there. It can be pretty hard and rare to find, but there are ones together. People have been together for 10 years, 20, 30, 40 years, and they're like newlyweds. They have passion and aliveness. But if you, your references relationships are your parents or people that have had dysfunctional relationships, mm-hmm. then that's not going to inspire you as a possibility of what's available for you. You've got to find couples and relationships that inspire you, and that helps you create that vision, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people, they buy into the belief that, you know, the honeymoon phase is done, and now, you know, you're just, a relationship is just, you settle with that person. It's and, like a roommate. Yeah, like being like a roommate, or whatever society tells you, don't buy into that. You can create whatever kind of relationship you want. You can create passion. You can create aliveness. You've got to grow and learn and evolve yourself and the relationship, mm-hmm. and you can create that. And If you want some additional resources on this, uh, we have something called a relationship ritual that we do on a regular basis that is a a way for us to really enhance our relationship and make sure that it's level 7, 8, 9, or 10 consistently. Um, We both did some trainings on that that are much deeper inside a program that I have called the Life Mastery Accelerator. So that's at lifemasteryaccelerator.com. I'll put a link below for you guys. But that might be helpful for you guys and just really you know, creating a ritual together and some of the deeper stuff that we share, if you're curious. Yeah. Um, And just last thing I want to say is that, you know, you might be watching this right now and you are in a relationship, but you're watching this video alone and you might be feeling, well, hey, like I'm open to this self-development and growing and being like this, but my partner's not. That's not fair. What am I supposed to do? Well, my message to you is that you have to take responsibility. You have to go first. And so take it upon yourself that, you know what, I'm just like not even going to share this with my partner. I'm just going to, I'm going to become it. I'm going to live it. I'm going to give unconditionally. I'm going to love. I'm going to be my best. For the next 30 days, I'm going to do everything I can to meet my 
my lover's needs. I'm going to meet her needs or his needs at high levels. And just give, 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 and don't expect anything back, okay? And then you'll see that with time, and you know, you might make have hiccups, and you might make mistakes, and you might get angry or get into an argument, but just pick yourself back up the next day. And you'll notice that with time, your partner starts to feel that, and the relationship starts to change. And your partner will start to want to, want to give to you as well. And yeah. so it really takes one person going first. You don't need to have two. You need one person to go first. Yeah, and meeting their needs, not what you think, but not meeting your needs through them. So a lot of people, they say, I gave them everything. You gave them everything what they needed. And so you got to step outside yourself and actually find out, is this person, what do they need right now? Do they need love? Do they need a sense of feeling important and significant? Do they need to feel secure and certainty? Do they need a sense of aliveness and excitement and variety? Do they need to feel growth or a contribution? And when you can really be a detective, really is what you are, and trying to find out what are the needs that that I'm not meeting, and you take that as you're responsible for that, and you find ways to meet that, that's when you're going to light that person up, and they're going to light you up as well. So, yeah. and, and men, you know, for those of you uh, who are in a relationship with a woman, you know, oftentimes it's, it's just the attention. It's giving that undivided attention that, you know, when you give your woman undivided attention, she feels like she's a priority in your life. She feels important, and that's, that's important. And so sometimes, you know, we're having dinner and you're on their phones or distracted and you're not giving time for your partner and it makes them feel like second. You know, it doesn't make them feel special. And, you know, your partner wants to feel special. So I would start with that. Yeah, it's beautiful. (laughs) Well, listen, we want to thank you guys so much. Hopefully this has been valuable for you guys. We wish you a happy Valentine's Day and hope you're celebrating your love today and continuing to grow and enhance your relationship. You know, it's definitely worth it the more that you put into it and you grow. And again, it... It's really you growing the deep, you know, you growing deep down inside is really the key to this whole thing because it's going to force you to grow um, when you don't distract yourself from relationship, but you actually go deeper with it. You don't turn away through business and work and things you can mm-hmm. control mm-hmm. that you have more significance and certainty, certainty from. Yeah. You direct yourself back here because this is where the ultimate prize is and the ultimate reward in life. And um, if you want to follow us, um, we're both on Instagram. So we actually share a lot of our relationship and the behind the scenes on our Instagram. We'll put links to that in the description as well. And then also follow Tatiana. Tatiana's got a YouTube channel called Tatiana James. Uh, She talks a lot about e-commerce and building an online business on Amazon and Shopify. And uh, has done an incredible job with that. And uh, subscribe to her. We'll link to her below. And subscribe here on Project Life Mastery as well for more videos on relationships, self-development, building a great business and a great life. Thank you guys so much. We love you. Appreciate you. Happy Valentine's Day. And we'll talk to you again soon. God bless and take care. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. 
So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.